She sits on a smoke cloud, thinking out loud, trying to be strong. What's going on? As she cries. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Oh, you know, I'm jealous. I was going to do the outside background <laughs> today. And yeah. I didn't do it. I figured that I'd try something a little different this time around instead of being in my studio. So Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, where are you right now? Um, you know, I'm outside just chilling, what? whatnot. On the what East Coast. city? <laughs> on the in the East Coast. Coast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. This is secretive. Okay. All right. <laughs> um so welcome. As you know, this is the bigger picture. You know, we're affiliated with the Urban Magazine, mm -hmm. and I'm really excited to get a chance to talk to you today. Absolutely, um, this is my actually, honor. It's yeah. I've been Kevin Ross all morning. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. You know what I mean? Not that I'm. I was already a fan. So it's all good. Um, so uh, anyway, uh, so anyway, so you're from DC, yes? I'm from, yeah, I'm from DC. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's what's up, that's what's up. Yeah. All right, born and raised there? Yeah, born and raised, mom and pops, um, you know, my father sang, or he sings, and then, you know, like the rest of my father's side of the family, they um, play instruments and stuff like that, so. Oh, really? Do you play an mm -hmm. instrument too? Yeah, I play keys and I, I uh, play guitar from time to time. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Have yeah. you played on, I'm sure you've played on your albums or your EPs and such, right? Yeah, um... Well, I mean, I produce a lot of that stuff, too. And then, um, like, I play guitar on a song called Long Song Away that did pretty well for me. Um, uh, and so, song. yeah, so um, mm -hmm. that was, like, my first, that was my first song that I ever recorded on uh, on guitar. And so, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, oh, it's, my gosh. Well, that was the first song that I heard from you, actually. It was a while ago, of course. When I first <laughs> heard that, I, when I first heard that track, I was just, it sounded like a classic. Yeah. It was like an immediate classic, you know what I mean? So that's what's up. That's what's up. Now, um, I know you said you came from a whole like family full of singers and musicians. Yeah. Who was the most influential for you? Uh in the family? Mm. Uh honestly it would be my aunt. Uh I got mm. an aunt by the name of Aunt Cookie. Uh but she's better known as Vivian and um she was a part of a eighties group called Shades of Lace. And so, um, you know, she she was signed to Polygram and they did the whole like run of like Soul Train and all of the stuff that you would do, like, you know, back in the day or whatever, had little official videos. So she was like the one that really kind of like set forth like the path for, you know, um, you know, her nephew, of course, myself. When she was in the group, I, I don't think I was born yet, honestly. Um I, I was like either like just being thought of to be conceived uh, or I was like in my mother's belly or something <laughs> like that. But outside of that, like, yeah, um, you know, it was like, you know, by the time that I was like a, a young and, you know, she had already like moved to Vegas and like decided to like, um, you know, go another route as far as like performing wise. So um, mm -hmm. she, she then became like a, a Vegas performer and then she started to do impersonations like you know tina turner so she's she's been killing okay. that for over like 20 30 years now and and um just you know kind of showing a different route and a different path so she always kind of let me know like what was up with the business and so mm -hmm. i kind of knew um a little bit about it and so you know like as things like uh continue on and as the business evolved you know i was talking to her i'm like man this shit is crazy out here like i don't know what to do and she was like i ain't never heard of that so, you know, but I always kind of had her as my sanity. So whenever I was in L.A., I would just literally drive to Vegas, um, you know, take those four and a half hours 
and just, mm-hmm. you know, chop it up with her. And that was my escapism for a long time, um, you know, when I was out in L.A. and all that stuff, when I was on a major. Now, <laughs> yeah. Now, do you think you'd ever take a different route? Or, you know, is, are you going to, like, kind of, like, peel back the layers and, you know, like, um, act or... Yeah, I mean, you never know. You know, whatever God has for me, you know what I mean? I just got to be ready and, and prepared. Um, so I'm I'm definitely willing to accept all things that come my way. So um, acting, whether that is, you know, even like furthering my um, endeavors in philanthropy or whatever through my company, okay, Art Society Music Group. So, yeah, you never know. <laughs> explain, explain. Our Society Music Group, explain. I know that that's, that's your label, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, God engineered and vision driven. Um, you know, that's what it's all about. You know, I wanted to make sure that I created a company that um, really embodied what I stand for, what I believe in, um, and to make sure that there was a home and a, and a safe haven for artists that are, you know, mm-hmm. like minded. Um, you know, if I ever do deals with people, it's partnerships. You know, I don't believe right. in signing anyone directly to me um, and, and just having that as, you know, like a like a stamp. But, um, right. you know, really partnering right. so that like I can. Yeah. To share the wealth and the right. knowledge. You know, the goal is is to be, you know, one of the most successful independent R&B artists ever. You know, so that's the goal. And that's what we're shooting for. So, you know, I just want to, you know, kind of like set the tone. You know, that is that is possible and that that you can make a substantial amount of money um, being independent and not just being independent and in, in doing hip hop, but being independent and doing R&B, too. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that, because, I mean, you know, the industry right now, it's like hip hop. Love hip hop. Yeah. It has taken over. So it's really refreshing when, you know, artists like yourself, R&B artists come out and they're they're there in the in the front, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're doing their thing and they're letting everybody they're making some noise. You're making noise. Thank you. You know, that's what's up. That's what's Thank up. You. A lot of no, know, a lot of um, noise to be made. But yeah, it's a start. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but see, I told <laughs> yeah. you, I was already paying attention. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, though, what I did come across as I was looking you up yeah. was that I saw some, uh, what's it called? You were doing the tribute with uh, a young lady. I don't, what, Miss J, maybe is her name? Yeah, uh, Miss J DMV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was beautiful. Thank that you was so beautiful. You, you, I, you can appreciate harmonies and stuff like that. You know, you're yeah. like a singer. You're a real singer. <laughs> Thank you. I You're not it. out here, you know what I mean, just trying to just skip by, you know, with a really dope beat, you know. Uh, so I can appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. That means a lot for sure. For sure. <laughs> so yeah, uh, so you're a you're like like I said, you're a singer. Yeah. And you're a real songwriter. Mm-hmm. Right. And you went to Berkeley, yes? Yeah. I went to Berkeley right? College of Music up in Boston. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. And that was that was your major, right? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was a CWP, which is contemporary writing and production. So it's like a range of strings and stuff like that. So hence, like a lot of my mashups and people see them online, like I use a lot of that. I used a lot of that in school. So I ain't got horns and strings. So I just use my voice to, you know, create these arrangements. Yeah. And so, you know, it kind of worked out. <laughs> yeah, your own band, both in your voice and your yeah. chords. That's what's yep. up. Yep. And the songwriting is, is beautiful. Like, seriously. And really, because I'm one, I'm, I'm a stickler for some good lyrics, you know what I mean? Yeah. I got I have to be able to hear something that makes sense. It yeah. can't just have a dope beat, you know? So uh, that's what's up. Yeah, I was, Thank you know, you. speaking of which, 
<laughs> I saw there were some things I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. Um, off of Audacity, yeah. you had a you have a song called uh, Forsaken. Forsaken, yeah. Yeah. At the end of uh-huh. Forsaken, I had to rewind it back. I was like, did he just say what I thought? You said, "quote uh-huh. Once I love you, you're always mine." Yep. Mm-hmm. I need you to explain that. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, well, I, I think I think it plays into like the the next song, which is switching sides. And so, um, you know, that's I, I think like talking to other people as well. That's how people feel yeah. like when you love somebody, you feel like there's there's always going to be an attachment there. You know what I mean? There's mm. always going to be some form of care or some form of like, you know, some form of thought mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, that doesn't mean that like you guys are going to be together forever. It just means that, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, you make this clear. <laughs> yeah, like there's always going to be a part of me there. There's always going to be a part of me there ingrained in that woman. You know what I mean? Or vice versa. There's always going to be a part ingrained, you know what I mean? And me from, you know, from my experiences with, you know, certain women. So it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not when you explain it that way, and now that yeah. I have a better understanding on where you're coming from, I mean, yeah, yeah I do agree. You're sending you hearts. Hey, everyone. What All up? the love that you can hear. Um, uh, by the way, everybody that's listening, when we get towards the end, I'm going to ask everybody if they have questions. So if you, you know, have some questions, just hold them to the end, and then you can ask, okay? Um, anyway, I wanted to get back to this. Um <laughs> Now that you said that, no, seriously, yeah. because what people don't realize is that when you're in a relationship, it's very binding. It's yeah, what you're basically, I mean, it's binding. You know what yeah. I mean? You're leaving yourself on people. So yeah. I think that's dope that you incorporate that in your music. Indeed. You, you also incorporate some other like spiritual stuff in your music, like in uh, mm-hmm. Honest. Yeah. You said something about there's levels to honesty and that mm-hmm. something should be left between you and God. For like sure. you just seem like you're coming from a very deep and profound <laughs> kind of place like yeah what, explain those what, what taught you those things other than your relationships like what relationship was most important that taught you those things god my relationship with god i mean i, I had to understand like as a as a human being that you know even though we operate on a physical you know that things are ran in the spiritual world as well and so whatever you believe in, I believe that we worship the same God. So whether you believe in Islam or whether you believe in Christianity, whether you believe in Buddhism, Hinduism, whatever it is, it's like it's like the sun. You know, you may call it something different, but it still shines on all of us the same way. And so, you know, with that being said, um, the spirit, the spirit realm is, is very real for me. And so I always want to kind of put that in my music and I don't ever want it to, you know, come off like. Oh, he thinks he's so deep. He thinks he's so profound. It's just the fact that it's like, nah, I'm just aware. I'm aware that there are things that like that work for us and there's things that work against us too. The devil is a liar for sure. <laughs> hey, uh, that's so crazy. Yeah, I know. My phone overheated. Like as I was outside, I was like, man, I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna talk outside. And that, and that sun was blazing on my phone like in a in a crazy way so i apologize for that and i apologize for everybody watching sorry about that that's fine i mean yeah so uh you were you were talking you were actually you know being very very deep um you were talking (laughs) yeah we were talking about I, i asked you about 
your relationship, what was the most important relationship to you that taught you these different things? And you were expressing how that it was actually the relationship with yourself yeah, that um, yeah. was most important. It taught you these different things, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, God, God is the most important source and, 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 and mm-hmm. understanding that like, you know, it's my duty as well. Like, yeah, I'm an R&B singer, but I'm also a man of God first. And so for I me, think- you know, I, I, like I said, I'm not trying to like shove things down people's throats, but if they're going to listen to the project, you know, they're going to take in parts of me and they're going to take in like how my brain operates and functions. So you can still mm-hmm. bop and you can still enjoy the music, but then you can understand the meaning behind it too and the intention. Mm-hmm. And the intention is mm-hmm. not to destroy. My mm-hmm. intention is not to confuse people either. My intention is to make people feel good, to heal people, to help people, mm-hmm. to make them feel like they're not alone. You know, whether it is a love song, whether it is whatever it is, but music is supposed to be for healing and not confusion or destruction. And so, you know, that's what I want to bring to the table. And you do. You're doing a very good job of that. Um, now, uh, now you said there's levels to honesty. Yeah. That was a really... That was that's a pretty heavy line, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was there a particular moment that it hit you, where it was like an epiphany, uh, or did it kind of like just over time? Just over time, understanding like everyone just has different thresholds. You know what I mean? Like somebody be like, "Listen, I just want it straight. I want it honest. I want it this and that." And it's like, no, you don't. You don't want you can't you know, handle the truth. You can't. You can't. You know what I mean? Because certain people, you know what I mean? Like, what what do they say? They said that communication is sixty percent body language, you know, thirty percent tone and ten percent the actual message. That says a lot. You know what I mean? So yeah. like yes. how it's being delivered means a lot more. So it's like how I deliver it, you can get in your feelings and and, and not and not really receive the message because of how it was presented to you. But it's like, but I was honest, you know, and that's when good intentions go awry. And so for me, I'm like, I have to, I have to look at the gauge of the person too. I have to look at mm. them and say, mm, they, no, can't, they can't handle that. They can't handle this. Right. So that means that you can still be transparent, but it's certain things, how you deliver it or certain things that you keep to say, nah, 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 not either not right now or they're just mm-hmm. not in a place to handle that. And that's just having respect for that person, too. Like, that's not being devious. Okay. It's not being a fuck boy. It's, it's, it's just literally, you know, some people, some, now let's be clear. Some people are <laughs> devious. <laughs> some people yeah. don't mean well and they playing games. Right. But that's right. I, I just understand that honesty, man, like it just come in different forms. Like people, somebody could tell you the flat out truth and you're just not willing to accept it. You know what I mean? That's true. So because, yeah, you're just not ready to. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Well, what can we expect from Audacity Volume 2, which is out this Friday? <laughs> yeah, out this Friday. Three days. Come on, August 14th, Audacity Volume yes. 2. Make sure that you guys go ahead and pre-save that. I mean, honestly, it's a continuation of Volume 1. So you have conversation mm-hmm. pieces on there. Um, it mm-hmm. starts off with God is a genius. So that's how it opens. It opens with, you know, a strong mid-tempo, feel good, keeping it very breezy. Um, mm-hmm. But it's the meaning behind it as well. Um, and then it goes into I do slash options, which is a love song. 
um, mm-hmm. which it has that bop and that, and that vibe. And then you really start yeah. to get into, you know, just the, the feels and the vibes and really understand like where I'm headed as a, as an R&B artist. I, I consider mm-hmm. myself a bridge artist. And so I think bridge artists are what? the most difficult because it's like, if imagine an artist being a drawbridge, right? And you have, mm-hmm. you know, the past or, you know, the older demographic and then you have the younger demographic. And so mm-hmm. I think of it as IG, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so right. I landed in a predicament where I have followings on both, but my Facebook right. is much bigger, right? It's almost 400,000. And my mm-hmm. IG is 160 something thousand, right? There's mm-hmm. still something mm-hmm. that you can't sneeze at. But at the end of the day, the goal for a bridge artist is to have these two worlds to join together. I need the grandmamas, mm-hmm. the mamas, and the daughters to all attend my concerts. I need that mm-hmm. in order for um, in order for it to make sense, in order for the music to connect and to make sense, because that's what I create. For years and years, I've denied myself. Um, you know, the ability to, to really create at, a, at, at the highest level that I could, I was holding back. I like, I've been holding back Why? so much of what I what, can actually what? do. Hmm? I'm sorry. Why? Why are you holding back? Like um, what, what made you, what made you hold back? And, and what, what, what made you think like, I'm holding back. I need to fix this. And then I'm sure you did self-evaluation. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I know you did. You're you're a saggy, right? You're so <laughs> yes, serious. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you did self evaluation. Yeah. So what did you find? Like why were you holding back? Is it just kinda like the, the, the cliche kind of thing? You get into the industry and people try to pigeonhole you into this one thing and then you know what I mean, you kinda have to break off I was, blossom. I, yeah, I was too young and I was very impressionable. And so, mm-hmm. you know, what I realized is that, you know, I came in to the business at twenty years old. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's when I first got my first writing credit. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I was writing for people that were way older than me. And so they had more experience than me. But somehow my music connected to them. So here I am Mm -hmm. trying to be an artist at 22 or something like that. And Mm -hmm. hear these mature songs. And they're like, your demographic doesn't want to hear that from you. And I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. And so I had to try to play the game for many mm-hmm. years um and mm-hmm. then you know after a while it's just like you know what let me just let's just see let's see how these records go let's let's try a long song away i know i'm gonna end up in urban ac but let's just let's see you know what that's i mean because thank you <laughs> that, i'm serious that I'm, that was the song that was the first one i heard from you a while ago that, that hit me wow you know yeah, wow. like I, it was a couple years ago when I first heard it. I was like, wow, like this is just like, it's on my playlist. Wow. that And that, and that means a lot because we were, whole, I mean, you know, I was holding that song forever. I was holding that song. It came out in 2016. I wrote it in 2013 or 2012 or something like that. So it was already ready to go. I just felt like I believed so much of like the people that were around me and what they were feeding me at the time. It just wasn't, it wasn't the truth. I took it as right. the truth and that was on me just being young and impressionable. So the older I became, it was like, that's not the truth. I've been holding back. I've been, I've been doing all this, you know what I mean? Like for what? So I needed an outlet. So it started with mashups and then I wanted to create something different for myself. And, you know, audacity is kind of the, it's the, it's like intermission. It's like that, mm-hmm. that place where it's like the threshold where I'm experimenting to say, what are people ready for? You know, I can right. give, I can go here, 
I can go here mm-hmm. and I can go here. I can go as far as you want me to go and I can go as deep as you want me to go. But I understand right. that this is a business. And now that I'm in control over my destiny and over my product, now I can gauge and actually do this social experiment with a project to say, what do you like? And what do you, right. what, what do you, what do you need of me? Cause I'm, I'm a man of, of service, you know, as an artist, right. I'm here to serve you guys. Um, the kind of music that you want to hear, not the shit that I want to hear. I can, I can make the music I want to hear all day long. Play play it by myself. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I, I want to make money too. <laughs> you know so, like, well, that's where you want to make people feel, you know, yeah. you make people, feel, you make people evolve, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You know, you make people want to, you know, make love. There's all different, you yeah. know, it, and you're responsible for that. You know, it's a lot of responsibility, Absolutely. you know, um, and I, you know, I'm glad that you mentioned mashup because yeah. I saw the mashup show. That's really that looks like a lot. Of, you have a lot of fun on there. That's, yes, that's, I like. I like. Um, <laughs> I actually, you know, is I saw that you had uh, it's like '90s mashup yeah. back in like 2015, 16 yeah. or so. Like yeah. right mm-hmm. now, what I've seen on YouTube is that just a spinoff from that, or when did that start? Like I know when it started, but like, is it continuation or? As far as, as, as far as it being on YouTube, how long has it been on YouTube? I guess is my question. The mashup show because or the the actual like the boxes, me and the boxes. You and the boxes. Oh, me and the boxes. <laughs> yeah, that that's been going on since twenty sixteen. It's been going on since twenty sixteen, and um, it you know it's evolution there because my brother sent me an app, and it was called Acapella, and we were just mm. going back and forth. Just sending ideas to one another. That's how I started off. And then I was like, you know what? I should just probably put one of these ideas online. Like, what the hell? Right? Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, it's a, it's a cool little reaction from it. This could be something interesting mm-hmm. other than me just going online and holding the phone and just singing. You know what I mean? So I was right. like, I can right. actually arrange this. This is kind of cool. And then it evolved into saying, okay, well, one song ain't enough. And then IG extended it to a minute. And I was like, okay. Now it's time for me mm-hmm. to start dividing songs up. This feels like it can go into this. Um, and just yeah, you're like you're it. like a DJ. You're yes. like <laughs> yes, that, you're like that. a DJ. The way you kind of just go from one song to the next to the next, you know, and you do it all with your own vocal cords. Yeah, yeah. That's, like that, you know that what I mean. That was the point too. That's, I heard it's so that's dope. That's Thank dope. You. Thank you. Yeah. I heard so many DJs, and in my head, like if you find a good DJ, then it's a blessing. But for me, I was like, something is off. Something ain't right. Like, DJs have the knack to, like, find the right BPMs and the feel and the vibe. Mm-hmm. But then for me, mm-hmm. because I'm a musician, like, the tonality of it, like, the key wasn't right. So, like, when they, like, do the acapellas and they be changing the beats, and I'd be like, oh, my God, this <laughs> is not it. But everybody, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, it's not. This just sounds terrible. So I was like, if I can create a, a, a platform or a template to say, okay, well, I mean, the, the, they have the right intentions. Well, let's right. just, you know, make yeah. it make sense. And that's really the, the mashup thing is, is being a DJ and then, you know, like putting the records together in the right key so that it just feels you know, like an experience, you know? 
Yeah, like an experience and you yeah. know and artists have done that like on their albums yeah. you know what i mean where some of them have gone from one song to the next to the yeah. next as you done you know what i mean you kind of just slip into the next one and that's always been it, it's just super creative and it, it you don't lose your listener in between almost right. you know what i mean that's right continuing and you did it with your vocals <laughs> and you did it like the dj thing i liked i liked a lot Thank um you. So, um, you know, I did run across another artist uh, that you have a, you have a, a single out with right yeah, now. Yeah. Right? Mm. So what's her name again? I don't know how Can- to pronounce it. No, that's fine. Kanjale. Kanjale. Uh, the record is called Everybody Here Wants You. It is a cover of a Jeff Buckley song um, that he that he written. And it, it's, you know, an awesome record. And I felt like we could reproduce it and make it into an R&B record. So that's what we did. So, you know, it's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. You do what you want. Exactly. You do what you want. <laughs> wow, wow. Let's go. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, you did that with Nothing Even Matters, right? I yeah. listened to that. Today was the first time I listened to you do that. Actually. Okay. I was just like, oh, Shout okay. Shout out to Kirby. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. That's mm-hmm. what's up. So any other songs that we could like, you know, expect that are, that you want to cover? Uh, you want to tell? You want to share? You know what? <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to go for a Grammy with one of my covers. I want a Grammy for I, like I I want one. I just now I have to I gotta play the game. I have to play the game mm-hmm. in order to do it. Like it was you know it's one thing to like do it and you like I right, gonna put it on DSPs, but then it's a whole right. other thing to like actually be intentional to say I want to I want to win a Grammy from off of a cover that I do. I want it to feel that good. I want it to feel that unique and that um, singular within a way mm-hmm. where I can win a gold for that. You know, that's one thing that I studied as a student of the game mm-hmm. was every great artist that I looked up to, um, they knew how to master a cover. They knew how to master someone else's song and to make their voice distinct on that. And that is an art within itself. Stevie Wonder knew how to do it. Aretha knew how to do it. Marvin knew how to do it. Gladys knew how to do it. Prince knew how to do it. Michael knew how to do it. You know what I mean? Like the list goes on and on of these artists and and uh, let's be very clear. I mean, these artists are, you know, like, well, yeah, you know, yeah. but but to be a, yeah, but to <laughs> be a student, that's what we strive for. That's what we're that's what we're trying to to reach and to accomplish. You know what I mean? And if we and if we don't and if we just sit there and allow for them to. Yes. Thank you so much. Luther Vandross. Somebody. Yes. Luther Vandross. He's like, oh, you know, I put mine is like weighing down. Yeah. Okay. You know, he's like <laughs> the master. He's like the master of it. You know, as it pertains yeah. to that, but you know, if if we're not going to strive for it within this new generation, then we're doing uh, our predecessors a disjustice. You know, we're doing them an injustice as it pertains to, um, you know, if they didn't win a gold from it, if they didn't win no Grammys from it, then it's in my right, it's within my my legacy to win a gold for them, and to understand when I go up on that podium that there are many people that stood before me, and that. It's not only mine, but it's theirs as well, because their DNA of of their music is, is inside of me. It inspired me. Right. So we stand on the shoulders uh, of that. So I got to do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's beautiful. That's yes. beautiful. No, that's that's beautiful. I mean, yeah. more artists should, you know, perhaps take that perspective, yeah. you know, because there is there's a lot of beautiful music that, you know. I feel like, you know, the culture where you just kind of like it was out. It was beautiful at the time and it just kind of got shoved to the side because, you know, recognition isn't always yeah. paid. 
you know, to those that deserve it. And um, so I think that's a beautiful thing that you do that. And, you know, that that's your we got um we got to change the game a little bit you know yeah. what people understand mm-hmm. within the music business most people don't know is that there's only two points within a within an artist time of a song where mm. that product is valuable and that's when it immediately comes out and when you die uh-huh. right so yeah the in between has such a steep decline but yeah. if you give someone roses, and let's just say if it's a song that may be 10 or 15 years old, that artist may very well still be alive. You may not know what they're mm-hmm. doing, but at the end of the day, right. if it's great, it's great. You know, and you can still create your greatness while still paying reverence and honor to them as well. You know, every artist that's created great music deserves to have their product to, to continue on and to be extended, not just when they die. You know, so that's what it's about. It's the extension of the life of a product. And I hope that I make, you know, good enough music where 20, 30 years from now that someone will want to do the same thing for mine. So. Was there anybody in particular that you want to work with? Um, I mean, that you haven't worked with yet? Like, I know that you, I know that I, well, you, you, you've written for Neo, right? Yeah. Did I read that? Yeah. Who else did, Who else have you worked with? Um, I've worked with Neo. I've worked with Maxwell. I've worked with uh, Trey. I've worked with mm-hmm. Little Wayne. I've worked with Tony Braxton. I've worked with SWV. Mm-hmm. i worked with a whole bunch of people, to be honest. Uh, who else? Who else? Uh, shout out to Esther Dean. Um, uh, shout out to... Uh, just, I mean, I, I was able to work with Diane Warren, uh, David Foster, uh, Babyface. Shout out to Babyface mm-hmm. and Antonio Dixon. Yeah, we've been able to work with, with a whole bunch of cool people. So yeah. then who who's left? Who do you want to work Wonder. with? Stevie Wonder. Stevie yeah. Wonder is the last on my bucket list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you're going to make that happen. Indeed. You already put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> So if anybody, I was going to say, if anybody has any questions, uh, hit us with the questions. I'm sure people have uh, some things they want to talk For sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So how, you know, I wanted to ask you, I'm usually asking in the beginning, yeah. uh, how are you holding up during this uh, pandemic? I'm doing pretty well, actually. Um, the first month was like a bit of a doozy because I was just trying mm-hmm. to figure out like what what was going on? Like, what did this mean? How long would it last? We've never experienced anything like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then people start getting ideas like, maybe you should just start putting on music. I'm just like, wait, we don't know what the hell is going on. Let's figure out what's going on first before we try to start drop stuff. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. You know, so I'm grateful that we took the time to, yeah. you know, just kind of analyze the situation. But, you know, this was a cool time because I, I, I was able to spend time with, with fam as far as like, on Zoom and uh, what's that? What's the uh, house party app and all kind mm-hmm. of stuff that like I wouldn't have had time to do if the world was going to continue to you know do its thing. That's true. So you know, for me, I I really took advantage of it, and I'm taking advantage of it now, just slowing down the process, slowing down the process, mm-hmm. and then and and really valuing life for what it is, being grateful that yeah. like even though the world is not in a place where we we would want it to be. You know, God still mm-hmm. allows for the, you know, for the world to spend, you know, and for us yeah. to still be able to exist and to, you know, to deal with it. You know, and I said this um, on my on my show last night um, that 2020 is, you know, supposed to be the year of clarity. And that's what we got. We got clarity in order for things to be yeah. clear. You got to rid it of toxic stuff. You have to see yeah. the world for what it is. 
and we had to we had to see it for its races bias you know sexes you know what i mean all of this craziness had to come forth in order for us to rectify it so you know for for there to be a reckoning for it to happen in order for us to say if we want better expose Mm -hmm. expose what we don't like to change Mm -hmm. it you know we can't we couldn't bury it anymore so as we come into this well we're already in a new decade but if we're in this Mm -hmm. new decade let's adjust now you know let's adjust and make those changes so i'm i'm grateful for it all about pivoting um a couple of questions i saw somebody uh the first question was do you have any artists right now i know that you don't you don't sign artists because it's not that kind of, it's like more of a partnership. I remember yeah. you mentioning that. Okay. Yeah. You see, yeah. you don't have any artists. I don't have, I don't have right any now. artists. Um, am I looking to partner with people? Uh, not right now. Not right now. Okay. I do want to get through another year. Mind you, you know, like September 28th will be my first year of actually being in business. Like it'll be my first, like my one year anniversary of being an independent label. And being an independent artist, you know, thing called love was the first thing that dropped. And so that's how mm-hmm. I kind of mark and commemorate um, that. So after uh, year two, um, mm-hmm. I will be looking to partner with people because by then I would have accomplished um, certain things that just kind of make sense. Like I like I said, I'm going for the gold and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I understand the streaming game. I understand uh, the terrestrial radio game now, and I understand satellite radio and how you can make money. Now it's just all about, you know, when I sit with certain artists, when I sit with certain business people, it's about what mm-hmm. they want, right? And, and their view of success, because the game is different now and how you win, it all varies. There's not mm-hmm. one way to winning, which is that like, we're in the best time in the music business. Like yeah. it may not sound like it, <laughs> but right. the structure of it is so free. Um, mm. that you're able to be who you want to be, right? And you can now lay out the ground rules to your business. And now you can redefine success and what it means to you. So if success mm. means to be a social influencer and to have these brands come and, and, and for you to partner with them and for them to give you money in order for you to continue to content create, then that could be success mm. for you. Or you could be a terrestrial radio artist that after the pandemic, you can continue to tour and build a tour around mm-hmm. that and, you know, very well, you know, make millions of dollars off of touring. Or you could be, you know, a streaming darling as far as within uh, Spotify, or Apple Music, Tidal, Pandora, mm-hmm. all of your DSPs. Yep. And you can create revenue there. There's so many avenues that you can go. It's just making sure that whoever I partner with, that they understand that there's different routes and that they have clarity and where they want to go so that. The intention is very clear from the beginning when we partner up. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you no hidden fees. I'm not trying to bullshit you. Right. And that right. we're trying to get you to the clearest form of success of what you wanted. So that when we sit back a year from our partnership, that it's like, cool, you know, we we, we, we were able to partner and to do this for you and to say, okay, this is accomplished. Now, what else do you want to do? Whether you want to do it with our business, with our company again or not, that's your mm-hmm. That's your option, but at least we're giving you the tools. The goal is to inform and to, um, you know, provide knowledge to this next generation to empower them, to allow mm-hmm. for them to have this sanity, this peace about them. Because if you have peace and sanity and awareness, it changes the music. 
It changes the whole vibration and how people feel. So it it's starts with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm an artist yeah. advocate because if I can save them and I can save our community, then we can save mm-hmm. the world as a pertain. And I don't know, like we are the world type shit, but just as far well, as, no. <laughs> <laughs> but in the sense that it's like healing from the inside, right? If you if you start from the inside, the artist and the creative is the inside. It's the inside of culture. It's the inside of our community, right? You can't you can't avoid not listening to music. It's everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So if if it's we're sick, if we're dying, if we're sad, if we're incomplete, mm-hmm. then it reflects in our music. And guess what? In return, you digest that. You take our energy. You put that on, you know, we put that on to y'all. So if I can't, I have to, I got to fix our community or I have to be a part of or be a catalyst in fixing our community so that we heal from the inside out. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Like you are just, you got <laughs> layers. You that's what's up it, you know it's refreshing talking to somebody that has layers um the, the bigger picture yes yeah. shameless plug the bigger picture <laughs> come oh, on let's you. get it <laughs> <laughs> so um i there's another question i'm gonna shoot this out to you real quick um Somebody was asking if uh, 27 years old was too old, I guess, to, you know, how's that age in the game? You know, what, I know. I, I just saw it. That's all. It depends on what you want to be. It depends on what you want to be. If you want to be a teenage heartthrob, yeah, it's too late. But if you want to be, yeah. <laughs> if you want to be a, like an artist that can make money and, and, and to create a career from off of it, it's never too late. You just have to be clear on the business model that you're trying to structure. What do you want? You have exactly. to say, what do, I, what do I want? This is what it is. And this is the image that I'm going for. This is the, yeah. the audience, our audience. This is who I think I can affect. And, you know, your intent, what's your intent? Yeah, yeah I agree with that. Don't, I agree with that. don't now, let, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to, go ahead. What are you going to say? Don't allow for societal fears and numbers mm-hmm. that they put on, put on us to dictate how you move. Right. You have to mm-hmm. free you have to free yourself from that. That's why Prince said, always said he was like, I don't believe in birthdays. I don't believe in numbers, because if you buy into that, people already mm-hmm. believe that it's like I should be married by 30. I should have kids mm-hmm. by this time. I should have a career by this. I should have. A, if I don't have this, what am I going to do? And now more than ever, you out. you're paralyzed. The pressure is <laughs> at an all time high and some mm-hmm. people ain't strong enough to take it. So at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If you succumb to that, then you'll mm. never accomplish anything. And then you just become another notch in the wheel. Because you know why it's structured and created that way? Because there's somebody out there that set those rules that want you to work for them. It's much That's easier for control. you to give up. It's control. Absolutely. And the more control they have over you to say, 26, he don't know how, or he or she, they're 26, 27. They don't know how young and ripe they are. But if we set these societal forms for them to say, oh, you're too old to be an artist. You should give up. Oh, you're too old to do this. Oh, you're washed up. 27. <laughs> 27 is young. Let's put, this, let's put this into perspective here, guys. All right. So technically, 18 years old, you go off to college. So that means for 18 years of your life, you've been under your parents, parent, guardian rule, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by the time that you're 21, you're supposed to graduate and then start your life. 
and begin your path because you didn't somehow mysteriously got your shit together in four years, right? Um, right. And that's not the truth. <laughs> that's not, not the truth. truth. <laughs> I speak with a lot of my OGs that are 40, 50 years old, and I said, what is the one thing that you wish you would have known at 30 that you know now? And he was like, that 30 isn't old. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm. That's a very interesting concept because a lot a lot of my peers now we're at that cusp. I'm 29, yeah. <laughs> I'm 30 yeah. and I you know yeah, right? yeah, being in your 30s, you feel like that's it. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you hit, you know, at 30, you start to because now you've lived those nine or ten years, you start to get acclimated in your own skin to understand who you are mm-hmm. and, and how you want to fit into society right um especially mm-hmm. now with so much distraction and social media um True. so i i encourage each and every person under the sound of my voice and as we're listening to this no matter how old you are whether you're 26 27 30 32 35 whatever that number is you have to be clear on what you want and you have to be intentional you have to put on those blinders you gotta block yeah. out those societal norms of what is expected of you mm-hmm. because as long as you live by that expectancy then you'll never reach your full potential ever this is true this is ever. true it's, a, it's an anomaly. Um, it's an anomaly when you find a young person doing something in their in their path. That's why they're called prodigies. That's why they're called geniuses right. for a reason right. because they're right. abnormally clear about something that takes forever for the average person mm-hmm. to figure out. This is true. This is true. Now I'm going to ask one more question. Mm-hmm. Somebody I saw somebody ask. They uh they wanted to know: Are there any songs that you? done that when you released them everyone else was crazy about them and you were just like, okay you know or that or vice versa a song that you were like yo I, this is my favorite track on the album but yeah. everybody's kind of like okay you know has that happened to you yes yes and it, <laughs> and it continues to happen to me as well i won't i won't say that i won't say the record no you don't have to go but, into uh, detail about what yeah but, but, but I've, yeah I've but it's like been... what happened I've definitely been wrong. Y'all not feeling that? <laughs> Y'all not feeling that song? That's the best one. <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely been wrong. And I've definitely been, uh, you know, wrong in both ways. To be like, wow, this is doing amazingly well. I never, you know, I just thought I was going to put this out and just, you know, just to, just to pass the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, we actually got to do something with this record? What the hell? So, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Like, okay. Exactly. You know, you gotta dig into your creative bag a little bit deeper and figure out. Okay, so we're yeah. gonna run with this one then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's you know, that's that's what being creative is, I guess. You know, that's what being mm-hmm. an artist is. Yeah. You know, and you embody that. You know, you're a true songwriter. You're a true singer. You have appreciation for harmony and and in in the whole production, not just the instrumentation. You know, and you also as a true artist, as I see in you, that you take responsibility for the music that you put out that you share with others and you also um you know because of you you speak of legacy i can tell that the way you are like you're a true artist so (laughs) i think that seriously i think the world is really really lucky to have you seriously so that means a lot but i am gonna i mean i'm gonna wrap it up i mean not unless you have anything that you really want to talk about everybody don't forget audacity (laughs) volume two 
this Friday. Friday. All right. This Friday. This Friday three yes. days. Don't miss yes. it. Okay. And make sure that you guys um, tune in for another segment of the Mashup Show, which is on my Facebook Live, yeah. which comes on next Monday at eight o'clock. We are having um, Adrian Marcel as our special guest. So please lock in, stay tuned in. And like she said, Audacity Volume 2 this Friday. Get into it. Let me know how you feel about it. I'm all about, you know, conversation. And, you know, you like it, you like it. If you don't, tell me what, you know, tell me why. Tell me why you don't like it so I can make it better. (laughs) I need some reasons, good reasons why you're not feeling this. Exactly. No, but... That's real. But, uh, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And, um, you know, we're going to keep it rolling and keep you busy. Um, we have some more interviews coming up. Uh, I hope everybody is safe, continues to be safe during the pandemic. And I want you to stay up, stay focused, stay blessed. All right. Have a good night. Bye, Kevin. As she cries through her song, she is black of blue song. She finds herself flying alone.